Right, hello from New York. Greetings from London. Excellent. Uh, today we're talking about the agency TV buying deals and asking: Has our addiction to ever cheaper and cheaper media now gone too far? Right, mate. So what's going on? Why are we talking about agency TV deals? Well, this is about a major disagreement that has been rumbling for months now between a major media holding company and a broadcaster here in the UK.、Yep. Publicis yep. Media and Channel Four, one of the big terrestrial channels here in the UK, have been unable to agree on a trading deal between the two companies. For 2019, okay, and、yeah. these negotiations began the back end of last year, and they have only just been resolved this week. Publicis wants to do the deal based on volume, and、yeah. Channel Four wanted to do the deal based on share, the amount of money,、uh, and、yeah. that has only just been resolved. Obviously, putting a massive amount of pressure on Publicis because their clients are looking to advertise on Channel Four. Yeah, yeah. And you know this. This seems to be like a perennial thing, right? I think last year, Dentsu Agency in the UK fell out with IT, or ended up in a court, I think, with ITV,、yeah. one of the other kind of major you know, terrestrial、uh, channels. We've had disputes between Group M and Channel Four over the years, and Omnicom and Channel Four and ITV, and you know every year. And the reason is. Is, and, and this is kind of slightly nonsensical. Is that every single year agencies are required to renegotiate terms with、yeah. the broadcasters?、Um, and so, in the you know in Q4、uh, in the autumn, or as over here we call the fall,、um, the the agencies are trying to renegotiate terms for the coming year ahead. And the ambition on both sides is that they get a deal in place for January. That sets the terms of the、yeah. way TV is going to be bought. Now, in the UK, for many years, it's the kind of legacy way it works: is these share deals, and that's basically the broadcaster saying, actually, frankly, I don't care what amount of spend you spend with us. I just want to protect a certain share of the market,、uh, which is a kind of slightly peculiar、yeah. uh, dynamic if you think about it, because it's asking the agency to decide. On the first of January, how they're going to allocate their clients' TV budgets、uh, up front. So, what are the implications? The implications. I mean, it's not good when agencies and broadcasters fall out, as you said, because it requires、no. them to, you know, pull client spending, advertiser spending off air、uh, on those channels and reallocate. And that may not be in the best interest, obviously, of the, of the advertisers because they might want to. Be on a particular channel, so this is, you know, this is an argument between the agency and the broadcaster. But the the only loser really is the advertiser, who's who can't get what they want.、Um, now both sides both sides will say they're you know they're acting in in、uh, you know with the with the right intention, but it's a slightly farcical thing. This annual requirement to renegotiate terms. Agencies are trying to you know obviously get the best deal as the, so they say for their advertiser clients. Um, and they're also trying to perhaps improve terms for themselves in terms of the way that they maybe can make money out of you know TV buying. The the broadcasters want to protect their share of revenue, so you have this dynamic of、uh, at the beginning of the year, the broadcasters wanting commitments from every single major agency how much share of their TV budget is going to the total advertisers TV budget is going to come to their channel versus somebody else's. And in、yeah. the UK, Channel Four take about twenty, well, it's about a quarter of the TV market in terms of billings.、Uh, now, the implication of that 
creates, can create some really perverse and bizarre behavior because it effectively means that the from the agency, agency side, they know that, frankly, whatever the, their, their clients ask them to do, whatever the brief is, they know that 25% of all the dollars that call the pounds that come from advertisers looking to advertise on TV are going to go onto Channel 4, irrespective of what the, what the actual advertiser wants, which is an absolutely terrible way of doing media yeah. planning. Um, because the buy, i.e. the trading bit of that agreement, is, is well, the risk is that that can affect what goes on the plan, right? Because they know that 25% of TV budgets have to go on Channel 4. So rightly, agencies are fighting back against these share deals. They don't make any sense at all, uh, and they don't really benefit the advertiser, except in potentially lowering price, and we'll come on to that. Yeah, but it's absolute madness, right? I mean, uh, this way of trading, this, this approach to trading, is, is a legacy from 20, 25, 30 years ago, when yeah. there were only a couple of channels, and, and TV planning and buying was pretty simple, okay? Yeah. But now, when you're, when you're asking an agency to be a strategic thought leader, to uh, provide you with channel neutral, uh, media neutral media plans, yet, yet you're, you're restricted to fulfilling a trading agreement that forces your agency to commit a proportion of spend to one particular channel, it compromises absolutely everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and unfortunately, you know, for, for you know, many big media trading agencies and organizations, you know, these kind of volume commitment deals or share deals, and they're different dynamics, but this idea of upfront trading client volume of billings in order to get a better price is a, is a you know, the agencies have been somewhat guilty of creating this mechanic, but we have to recognize that they do that really often in response to the, the demand of the advertiser to lower the pricing. Yeah. So that's the tyranny, Absolutely. if you like, or the vice maybe that we could say that the agencies are caught in somewhat, is that the advertiser are demanding, and we've, you know, they've been educated and conditioned to demand, cheap, obsessed with this cheaper and cheaper pricing or get addicted to cheaper and cheaper pricing. And these volume deals uh, and share deals are what deliver that cheaper pricing because publicists yeah. in this case are saying, right, we, our clients are demanding cheaper media let's say on channel four or you know, better pricing on channel four. So the agency have to go and try and negotiate improved terms against channel four. Yeah. And one of the ways that they now have to concede to do that is that they have to meet channel four's demands in terms of a share commitment. Uh, yeah. In order to be able to get meet channel four inventory at a price which is acceptable to the client. So you know, it ultimately yeah. ladders all the way back up to this you know, obsession and, and complete uh, distraction that many advertisers seem to have with lowering the price of media and this is one of the sad implications yeah another implication and where i think this is particularly unfair is yeah. that the the advertisers that suffer most when this is the approach to trading are actually the least sophisticated and smaller advertisers because yeah, you've got exactly. the big advertisers, the ones that benefit from all of the, the discounts anyway. And they're the ones that are, are more sophisticated in the way that they look at their media plans. And they're telling the agency perhaps that they don't want to invest so much on a particular broadcaster. In order then to compensate for the, the commitment, the share commitment that that holding group has made to that broadcaster, it has yeah. to come from somewhere. 
And yeah. often it's the smaller advertisers, the ones that don't have as much governance over their media planning process, that have to overcompensate in order to fulfill those 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 trading agreements. Um, and yeah. and that's 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 particularly brutal, I think, on those types of advertisers. Yeah. I mean and, and we we've over the years, we've seen a number of examples, right, of advertisers where we've had like marketers come to us and say, uh, you know, as, as part of some other kind of bigger discussion, like, can I just ask you a question? On my plan here from the agency, I seem to have, you know, 80% of my money committed to like channel four. Why do you think that is? And you go, well, you know, this is a product of share deals, you know? Yeah. Uh, That's right. The, sometimes the agency of maybe going to be in a position where they've got to kind of load up loads of a particular broadcaster's inventory on a plan because they've got to meet that twenty-seven percent yeah. commitment or whatever it is. Um, you know, that's not in you know these examples. It's not helping drive a business outcome. These are not. It's not using Absolutely. media money like an investment in growth, like we keep saying. So, yeah. uh, you know, share deals. Uh, probably bad all round and need to go away. So mate, so from the, from the marketer side then, so what, yeah. is, what are the questions, if you are uh, a client of one of these agencies involved in these kind of trading spats with a broadcaster, you know, what should you be thinking and what should, be, should you be asking? Yeah. Well, they're not going to go away. They're just a fact of life, unfortunately. But advertisers should at least have a point of view and they should be going to their agencies asking them the question, to what degree have you, my agency, committed my TV investment on a particular channel? And what are the implications of that? What are the implications of me changing my media strategy throughout the year? And will I be penalized based on the commitments that you've made? Ask yeah. the question. That's the most important thing. Be informed as to why they are investing your money in a certain way. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, ask the questions, get in, get involved. You know, the, the 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 deals are being done kind of in your name. Typically, as you mentioned before, I mean, in the name of the major advertisers, right? Because that's where yeah. the great greatest kind of volume is. So, if you feel yourself, if you are a kind of mid-size, let's say, or you know, you're not feeling like a top-tier advertiser of a particular agency, which is a problem in itself, uh, you know. Yeah, go, go ask the questions, find out how these things work. You know, really, we would advocate that you lobby, that you should be part of a volume deal, not a share deal. Yeah, uh, that's right. And, you know, demand that the pricing for TV should only be set based on the volume commitment. That is, after the plan has been made. You know, you, you, yeah. uh, the agency are planning media based, in theory, based on your brief, Right, uh, and they should go out and buy TV based on what you require to drive your business outcome. You've got to be very comfortable that that's happening. If you suspect that the TV, the, the agency may be allocating upfront your TV budget ahead of you even explaining to them what you're trying to do as a business, uh, then you know that should that should kind of stink pretty uh, strong and go in and, and challenge that process. Interrogate the plan, ask questions. You know, trust your instincts. And also, if you're looking for a, a point of reference, go and speak to an independent agency. Independent agencies that are, yeah. are highly successful have built their trading approach on doing direct deals and advertiser to, to broadcaster deals. So there's, they, they, they veer away from, from volume or, or share deals. And they're 
still highly effective and drive massive kind of savings for their advertisers. They just do it in a different way. So, yeah. so having that as a point of reference versus the volume or share deals that, that are adopted by many of the big holding groups might be a good way of interrogating both approaches. Yeah, good, good advice. Okay, mate, good week four. Beeswax. Beeswax. They are uh, a US-based ad tech, in-housing specialist agency. They've just secured $15 million worth of funding. Uh, another reflection of the market looking to kind of think differently about ways of taking more control in-house. So yeah. a very good week for beeswax. Yes, very well. A bad week for? Um, it's a bad week for Google, but they probably won't notice, uh, maybe, because uh, Google have been uh, landed with the largest fine so far issued under GDPR, breach, potential breach of GDPR regulation. So in France, a regulator has fined them 50 million euros, about $60 million. Um, they breached what's called Article 13, which is where you're obliged to give people information about how and why you're gathering data and all that kind of stuff and get informed consent. Um, so they've been slapped with a fine. If you remember, GDPR came into force uh, last year. It's been in action in place about eighteen, uh, about six months. Um, yeah. and, uh, and this is the first really big high-profile fine. The maximum fine, we talked about at the time, that a company could be fined would be 4% of turnover. 4% of turnover for yeah. Google is about, I think, about $3.5 billion. This fine is a piddly 50 million uh, euros. So, uh, so rounding not even notice, but it certainly got the headlines. Right, question of the week. Should this be the end of agency share deals? Yes, no, whatever. Excellent. Uh, please do leave comments down below. Uh, like this is an area where, uh, you know, maybe we haven't covered all the angles of this thing. And if you've got a different perspective, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but that's your media snack for this week. Thank you very much for watching. Bye for now. See you next time.